Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I am planning my own unconventional budget micro-wedding in the middle of a pandemic. If you don't feel represented in mainstream wedding media, if you haven't been dreaming about your wedding day since you were six years old, and if you don't want to have an Instagram wedding, then you are in the right place. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is all about how to stop stressing about your wedding. And of course, there's no way to completely 100% not stress at all. That's sort of the nature of wedding planning, unless you're kind of doing it spontaneously, um, which is actually a joke I made to my partner like quite a few times in the weeks leading up to our wedding. I was like, oh, why didn't we just wake up one morning and say, let's get married and then go off and do it? Because when you have time, Um, Of course, you know, time is good, time to plan, but there's also time to stress. And even with ours, you know, a very small wedding, 21 guests at a family member's home, there was still so much to stress about. And I really noticed my stress levels uh, peaking in sort of the final month, last few weeks before our wedding. There was just so much to do still for the wedding, um, as well as a bunch of work stuff and, you know, family coming in from out of town and all that fun stuff and stressing about things that you don't even have control over, like the weather. Um, and I just found myself feeling like, you know, not not only stressed, but also very distracted and had a hard time focusing on work tasks. So um, this is kind of like a bonus tip. I don't even have this one in my notes. But if you are able to um, take some time off work, I think that's super helpful um, because your brain uh, is, is likely just not going to be in it in those last couple days. So if you're able to give yourself some time to sort of transition into the wedding and out of the wedding, I would highly recommend that I took off. We got married on a Sunday, so I took off Thursday, Friday, and I also took off Monday, Tuesday. And it was so nice to have those days. And honestly, there was like a, a period of time on 
um, Friday where I had like two hours where I literally had nothing to do. Like there was no other wedding planning task I could do at that point. Like there was still stuff to do, but I, I wasn't able to do it on the Friday. Like it would have to wait till Saturday or Sunday. Um, and you know, on the Tuesday I, I took a nap, like it was just really great. So bonus tip, um, to help with the stress, try to take some time off work if you're able to, but let's jump in. So my first big way to stop stressing about your wedding is just to prioritize your marriage. And this is, I think probably a theme of this podcast, but the whole reason you are having this wedding, all of the glitz and the glam, the outfits, the food, the flowers, the music, all of it, it's all about your marriage, right? Like that is the whole point. This whole shebang is to celebrate the fact that you and your partner are getting married, you're starting your lives together, you want to be together forever. It's your commitment. So always keep coming back to that. And the last thing you want to do is sacrifice, you know, part of your marriage or part of your relationship for this wedding. So if you are finding yourself, you know, in screaming matches with your partner, totally disagreeing, um, so angry at them, having a horrible time planning this wedding with them, or just, you know, really not feeling great in your relationship because of things that have come up, um, you know, family issues, money issues, those happen a lot in wedding planning. Um, If any part of your relationship or marriage feels like it's being stressed or sacrificed in order for you to have this wedding, then like pump the brakes. Seriously, take a step back. That is the most important part. And you really, really don't want to lose sight of that. Um, I would say just relationships in general, not even the one between you and your future spouse, but just all of your relationships are more important than your wedding. And you hear so often of people saying like, oh my God, I finally saw um, you know, my best friend's true colors because three of my bridesmaids didn't get back to me about, um, you know, when they're going to get their dress hemmed, even though I asked them two times in the group chat. And it's like, is that is that where we're drawing the line? Are we now cutting out, you know, family and friends we've had for 10 plus years because they're bad at answering text messages? Like, I get it that sometimes things come up in a wedding and it is a high stress situation. Like I said, there's family, there's finances, there's a lot going on. Um, and sometimes people aren't able to be there for us, but I don't think that should totally, you know, dismiss the 10, 20, 30 years of friendship and love that they've given you and poured into the relationship. So if you find yourself questioning your relationship with friends or family, and especially with your partner, it's totally time to take a step back and kind of reevaluate. I think it really helps when you find yourself in a stressful situation, wedding planning, just say, is this important to my marriage? Is this going to help me have a happier or better marriage? And odds are the answer is no. And I don't mean this to be flippant. Like, of course, if you are deciding, you know, what flavor cake to get, is that going to be important to your marriage? Probably not. Unless, you know, you get an almond cake and your partner is allergic to almonds. (laughs) That's, that's pretty important to your marriage. Um, But you know what I mean? Like a lot of the wedding planning decisions don't actually affect your marriage. And that doesn't mean you don't have to make those decisions, but I think it really helps put them in perspective. Um, An attitude I kind of adopted in the last couple weeks, I would literally tell, you know, it was usually my mom or my partner or someone like that. It's, oh, like, what about this, this, this? And I was like, oh, I I don't care. And not in a way of like, oh, I don't care. I'm being rude. But like, no, that that literally does not matter to me. Like this decision, I'm happy. So if you have an opinion, go for it. Or if you need me to make one, I will quickly choose. But like, I don't care. So (laughs) however you want to handle that, go ahead. Um, And maybe it did come off a little flippant now that I'm thinking about it, but it helped. Um my mindset a lot to be able to uh, just come to that conclusion that, you know what, I actually don't care about um, (laughs) my mother-in-law really wanted us to have like fresh flowers lining the aisle of our wedding ceremony. And uh, for reference, we have 21 guests. We were going to be in the ceremony space for about 20 minutes and there were only um, three rows of chairs and she really wanted to have flowers in there. And this was like, you know, 
24 hours before we were about to get married, we had already conceded and gotten fresh flowers for a bouquet and a boutonniere. And we had gotten some fake flowers to make these like floral pedestals that again, took so much time to put together and to figure out the rentals and to buy the flowers and do all the arranging. And they were in the ceremony space for 20 minutes. And then we didn't use them again after that. And she wanted us like the day before the wedding to go out and get something or, you know, figure something out for the, the, aisle and I don't think I actually said this to her face but maybe to my partner to my mom I said you know oh I don't care like I am very happy with the aisle not having any flowers if she really wants flowers you know she's she's welcome to make that happen Um, but I don't care and I don't want to put any time or energy or money into getting extra flowers you know I already didn't really want the original ones um, for this very small area of the ceremony that we'll be sitting in for 20 minutes (laughs) so tip number one prioritize your marriage and ask if this issue that you're stressing about is actually important to your marriage or your other relationships. Tip number two is ask if you cared about this before wedding planning. I think this is such a good reality check to sort of go back in your mind and be like, okay, before I started wedding planning, before I got engaged, before I was, you know, in this whole wedding world, did I care about this thing? Because so often we get these lists of things we should do. We should care about, you know, if you ever Google like wedding planning checklist or, you know, wedding day schedule or your wedding planner sends you something or your mom or your mother-in-law sends you something, um, you find yourself totally absorbed in this world of weddings. And there's all these things you're like, oh my God, like we forgot to do a welcome bag at the hotel, but the checklist says we should have made that already. And oh my gosh, my planner is asking where the welcome bags are and we haven't put anything in them. And do we have to get them monogrammed? And should we go on Etsy and hire someone to make a cute little map? And do people actually want water bottles and antacids or whatever you put in welcome bags? And it's like, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. Like, did you know what a welcome bag was before you started wedding planning? Did you care? Like, (laughs) have you been to a wedding where the welcome bag really made or break, made or broke it for you, I guess, make or break, made or broke, (laughs) made or broke the wedding planning experience for you. And if you were in the, you know, final weeks before your wedding, is this really something you want to stress about? Probably not. Um, It's so important to check back in with yourself to see, you know, do you care? Was this something that was important to your life before wedding planning? Because I think that really helps you remember what is the priority? Because a lot of things, you know, before we actually got into our wedding planning, there were parts of the wedding that I was already excited about that I already really cared about. For me, it was having that really personal ceremony, like the chance to write our own vows and have, you know, our story told. Um, I really cared about the food. I wanted to make sure that was really good and having a really nice atmosphere. And I wanted things to look nice, but not in a very um, expensive, (laughs) in an expensive way. But like, you know, I never really cared about favors or flowers or um, hair and makeup or things like that. So it was easier for me to let go of those things anytime I sort of checked in with myself. Um, One of them that I sort of got a bit obsessed with. So this is funny thinking that, you know, favors, I'd always said in my mind, like, I don't care. I've never been to a wedding where the favor was like a huge deal and I really loved it. And it was the best part of the wedding. And it was all I talked about more often than not, I leave it on the table like everyone else, or it's, you know, something really small and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. And then move on quite quickly. So we had decided for our wedding, you know, we're not going to do favors. And then in the probably week or two before I got an idea in my head, I was like, Oh my God, we should get fortune cookies and we should get custom fortune cookies where each fortune is like, you know, a cute little saying or like, thanks for coming to our wedding or something like that. Like people will love that. It's going to be so cute. I started researching researching companies. I found all these different companies that made fortune cookies 
cookies and they come in different flavors and you can customize, you know, what the fortune's going to be, but we'd have to order like hundreds of them. And again, we only had 21 guests, so not really an option. Um, and I went down this huge rabbit hole and I really had to stop myself and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. We're already feeding these people. You know, they're getting dinner. They're getting a great dessert. Um, head back and listen to my We're Married episode. If you haven't heard it yet to, to hear all about the food. Um, and like nobody, maybe they'll look at a fortune cookie and say, okay, that's cute, but nobody wants one. No, it's not going to make or break it for anybody. Um, and it wasn't something I cared about before I started wedding planning. I just sort of got entrapped in this wedding world that tells you, you need favors. And for some reason I got so obsessed about this fortune cookie idea. So that was a really good reality check for me. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So tip number three to stop the stress is just to remember that your wedding is one day. So again, I say this on the podcast a lot, your wedding is one day, your marriage is hopefully lifelong. So obviously you should be putting, you know, more into your marriage than your one day wedding. And we hear all the time that your wedding is supposed to be the best day of your life. And honestly, you know, that sounds really nice. And my wedding day was amazing, but it probably wasn't the best day of my life. And that's a good thing. Like, uh, you know, it might make the top 10, um, but I hope, I hope when I, you know, when I die, it's not the single one best day of my life, because then that means that the rest of my marriage sucked. <laughs> like, like what a strange thing to say to someone, you know, on the wedding day, like, oh, this is going to be the best day of our lives. You're basically telling them like, Hey, the next 40 years with me is just downhill. Like everything's downhill from here. Um, and I, I get what people are saying, you know, it's a really wonderful day and it's going to stand out of course, in like the highlight reel of your life and you want to have wonderful memories from it, but there's so much pressure when you keep calling it the best day of your life. There's so much pressure to make things perfect and to have the most amazing time. And that's just not reality. Like you are going to stress yourself out so much more if you are aiming for perfection. And if you were telling yourself, this has to be the best day of my life. Um, and not only are you you know, going to stress yourself out more, but you're also setting yourself up for a life of disappointment if this is the peak and everything after this is downhill. I think it's so much better to go into your wedding day accepting that like, hey, this is just one day. It's going to be a great day, but it's not going to be perfect. Um, something is going to go wrong. Multiple things are probably going to go wrong. And that's okay. Like, I'm going to roll with it. It's it's totally, it's going to be okay. Like, I literally had that conversation with my husband the morning of our wedding saying like, hey, something's going to go wrong today. And like, it's okay. And lots of things went wrong. Um, I did a whole episode about all the disasters that happened, um, you know, in the weeks and days leading up to our wedding. But like on the wedding day, tons of things went wrong. My curls didn't stay in my hair. We had to go pick up donuts because we couldn't figure out a good delivery um, option. 
the wedding got the ceremony was you know moved indoors even though we originally wanted it to be on the roof our zoom had a little snafu right at the beginning where my husband forgot to turn the volume down so he had to like run out of the uh, ceremony space for one second and go fix it which again i'm so glad we had a small wedding with just 21 of us in a very small space so he could actually do that and it wasn't like you know someone running up the long aisle of a church and taking 20 minutes to go fix something off site and come back like it worked out fine um you know our uh, the musician we had hired played the wrong song at first for our first dance, which again, it was a very small wedding, very casual. My husband literally just walked over and said, oh, actually, it's this one. He said, whoops, sorry. And we started over. No big deal. Um, but yeah, things go wrong. Um, it's going to happen. Things will go wrong on your wedding day. So I think the best thing to do is just accept that and not try to predict, you know, what it's going to be and not stress over it and just accept that, yeah, you know, shit is going to hit the fan today at some point and it's going to be okay. Number four, my fourth tip for minimizing stress is to come up with a specific time to wedding plan as well as specific time not to plan. Uh, I think it really helps to um, cut down on the overwhelm if you have a plan in place. So a schedule of like, hey, you know, when are we wedding planning? When are we specifically not wedding planning? So for the wedding planning time, I think it helps to have this in your calendar. And depending on how far you are, far out you are from your wedding, that might be, you know, once a month, once a week, once a day, uh, maybe, I guess if you're real close to your wedding, maybe a few times a day. But if you have it in your calendar, um, and that's something that's in the calendar for both you and your spouse, um, you know, it's both of your weddings, I really believe you should plan your wedding together. Um, I know in a, in hetero weddings, so often it's the woman who ends up planning the wedding and, you know, sometimes with her mom or with her wedding planner, or with her maid of honor. But honestly, I think it's time bring the guys in. <laughs> both of you are getting married. You should both be responsible for planning. And that's not to say you have to do every bit of the wedding um, prep work together. Uh, my husband and I certainly didn't, and I, I probably did more of it. Um, but it should be a joint project. So you could put it in your calendar like, hey, okay, every Wednesday at 8 p.m., we're going to do two hours of wedding planning. We have this spreadsheet that we're working from. You know, it's a big master spreadsheet with all of our to-do list. Um, we, got all, we got all our tasks on there, and we both are committing to showing up every Wednesday at 8 p.m., you know, at the kitchen table with our laptops, and we're going to do some wedding planning work. And I think it really helps to have that in place, in the schedule, you know, in your calendars, time set aside, having that giant to-do list. I I love a list. <laughs> I have so many lists. We have a wedding planning list. We have a honeymoon list. We have a list for, um, you know, our, our move. We're moving soon. Um, I have a list for this podcast, <laughs> for different episode topics and notes and things like that. And it really helps when I am, you know, doing something else and a thought pops into my brain, like, oh, I wanted to, you know, do this thing for the wedding. I just really quickly pull over, pull open the list, you know, type it in, and then I can, you know, minimize that tab or close the tab. I'm done with it. It's on the list. I can deal with it during that specific wedding planning time. Um, and having it in the calendar is super helpful too. It's not something that you have to, um, you know, just decide to do in the moment, which can be really hard if you're watching a movie you like, or if you get busy with dinner or whatever it is, it's, you know, it's in the calendar, it's set time, and it's time that both of you have set aside. So it's not this thing you know, we hear so often, again, in hetero relationships where the woman is like nagging the, the husband and she's saying, oh, my fiance won't help. He never wants to do anything. I always tell him to help and he never wants to help me. It's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's make it easier for both of us. Let's have a to-do list that we both can see, we both can add to, so we know what what has to get done. And let's put it in the, both of our calendars that this is our time to wedding plan. So it's not like you have to go to him at 7.30 on a Wednesday and say, oh, help me, we have to wedding plan. And you're, you know, 
partner is like, okay, what are you talking about? What do we have to do? Why do we have to do it now? Like, I'm, you know, I'm busy. I didn't think we were doing that tonight. So all of these good reasons to put it in the calendar and have a giant spreadsheet. Um, on the other hand, you also want to have specific time when you are not wedding planning. So I know that sounds kind of strange and you're like, wait, but I'm stressed about the wedding. Why would I have time to not wedding plan? There will come a point in your wedding planning process when it feels like every conversation you have with your spouse-to-be is about the wedding. And especially if you are having you know, a really big extravagant wedding and you're putting so much time and thought and money and energy into it, or if you've been planning for a really long time and it feels like, oh my God, since 2018, all we've talked about is this wedding. Um, it's really hard to come back to normal life, like to come back down to earth after the wedding. I was so glad that after our wedding, um, first of all, some of our out of town family uh, stuck around for a few days. That was so nice to still have things to do like little events um, after the wedding and to be able to talk about the wedding with people and hang out with them and go to good restaurants. I was also really glad that we had other things to distract us. We have our honeymoon coming up and uh, it wasn't part of the plan, but we are now moving <laughs> next month. So we were, um, you know, had things to do for that apartment viewings and looking up, you know, new decor we want to buy and stuff like that. Um, it made it a lot easier to come back into our relationship because we had all of these other things going on still, things to look forward to, um, you know, things that we love to do together, picking up some of our favorite shows, picking up some hobbies that we really enjoy, like travel, like reading, like cooking. Um, so don't lose those things while you're wedding planning, because it's going to be such a crash back down to earth when the wedding's over, you wake up the next morning, you're like, huh, I haven't talked to you about anything besides this wedding in three years. Like, hi, who are you? <laughs> like, hello, it's nice to meet you. I'm your spouse. What are your interests again? Like, what what did I love about you besides the fact that you look great in a powder blue tuxedo or, you know, whatever you're doing? Um, so really make time. I would say the same thing with wedding planning, you know, put this in your calendar, have a date night, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever works for your schedule and tell yourselves like, Hey, you know, we're going to go on a date night every Friday night and we're not going to talk about the wedding, like no wedding talk whatsoever and just get to know each other again, right? Like find things you love about your person. What are you going to talk about when the wedding's over? Like start those conversations now so you don't have that big crash back to reality. Tip number five is to share your stress with your partner and or with a therapist. So I think the worst part of stress is carrying it by yourself. You feel really tense and like everything's on your shoulders and it helps so much. Like I'm sure you have this experience, even if it's not with wedding planning, it helps so much to be able to share your stress with someone else just to get it, just to get it out there. Right. So I think the first step is acknowledging it. Like you have to understand like, Hey, I am feeling really stressed. Like this is not, where I want to be right now, mentally, physically, like I'm feeling, you know, tense in my body. And um, this is something I've been, you know, just to, to share my personal story, I've been working on this a lot. Even if I don't know exactly what the emotion is, or I don't know why it's happening, I want to share that it's happening. So I'll acknowledge with myself, like, whoa, I'm feeling really frustrated right now, or oh, I'm feeling really um, stressed or anxious or whatever. And I'm trying to share that with my partner as well. Um, especially if he's coming home from work and I'm not in a great mood, I try to tell him like, Hey, just, you know, heads up. I'm not, I'm not in a great mood right now. And that can be kind of like a scary thing to say because ugh, like he doesn't want to come home knowing I'm not in a great mood, but I think it's so much better for him to know that, um, he has to come home either way. So <laughs> I think it's so much better for him to know, Hey, she's not in a great mood. Like this probably isn't a good time to, uh, you know, have a really tough conversation or to go on a long monologue about my day or, you know, if she's a bit short with me, I know why. 
um, you know, he can kind of ask some questions before he gets home of like, hey, can I bring you anything? You know, do you want me just to leave you alone? So I think it's so helpful to acknowledge your emotion, even if you don't know where it's coming from, even if you don't understand it, or even if you can't name it, if you're just feeling a little bit off, like acknowledging that to yourself and being able to share that with your partner is just like a huge thing for your life, for your marriage going forward. And especially if you are feeling this wed stress, you know, I would, I would tell my partner often like, Hey, you know, I'm feeling really stressed about this part of the wedding and, um, typical guy, he, you know, he's trying to solve it or, or fix it for me, which we are also working on <laughs> that, that I don't always need it to be fixed. I just need him also to acknowledge that that is my feeling and to, you know, sit with me if I want to talk about it or, or whatever it is. Um, you can do some things obviously to make yourself feel better, whether that's journaling, meditating, self-care, whatever it is, you know, sort of finding that comfort activity for you that helps to lower your stress. Um, I really love just taking the dog for a walk, even though, you know, I'll drag my feet sometimes and be like, oh, it's so annoying. I have to put on real pants. I have to put on a jacket. It's raining. Um, but as soon as I get outside, like that first breath of like fresh air, I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. Like no more screens, no more sitting, like just being out in nature is so nice. Um, and then when you do share with your partner, um, especially if it is a wed stress situation, try to get their help with this. I think it's so often, um, you know, if you're listening and you're a bride in a, in a hetero relationship so often, or even, sorry, even if you're not just one person in a couple tends to take on so much of the wedding planning, you can really tell that it is spearheaded by one person. Um, and I think one of my missions of this podcast, if, if it can be, uh, if it can be said that way is to make it more of an equal load. So share with your partner, like if, you know, if you have a, something you're stressing about and it's very clear how they can help you tell them, you know, Hey, I'm really stressed about ordering this cake. Um, you know, I can't seem to get a hold of the baker and there's really specific things we want. Can I put this on your plate? Like, can you, can you help me with this? Um, here's the baker's number or, you know, what, go and find the baker's number. You should know where we keep this stuff. Uh, you need to call them. They're open nine to five. Like, can you please take this on? I love, um, I don't want to say assigning, but I love like when my partner and I can delegate tasks and I can fully trust that he's just going to take something on and take care of it. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I think he likes that too. Like he likes having responsibility for a task. He likes making my life easier if he knows, um, you know, something stressful. And especially when it's your wedding, it is your wedding. Like, like we said, the whole point of this thing, it's the two of you coming together. It is not your personal wedding and your spouse is showing up or your mom's wedding and you're showing up. Um, it's, it's the wedding for both of you. So of course your partner should be able to take on tasks and help make things easier for you. And, you know, if the wed stress is really getting to you or you just need another place to chat, of course, uh, professional help is, is always a good idea. A therapist is always a good idea. Therapy is great for everyone. You know, this is 2021, um, therapy, I hope at least in your circles in my circles, it's not taboo anymore. Um, you know, people, you don't need to be having a really, um, you know, traumatizing episode in order to seek therapy. There's just, you know, it's just a great place to go to talk and have someone listen, and they might be able to give you some really great coping strategies. Uh, you don't have to have a quote unquote problem to go to therapy. So I highly recommend it. There are lots of low cost options out there, or you might have some coverage with, uh, with your benefits, with insurance that can help you out and get that covered, which is super great. It's very nice to have someone to talk to. So highly, highly recommend uh, therapy as well as talking with your partner and just doing any sort of self-care activities uh, for yourself. All right, I've got two more tips for you to help 
to eliminate wedding stress. So this is tip number six, I think we're at, yeah. So tip number six is to set boundaries and expectations. So this is something that, again, will transfer into your life outside of wedding planning, but it's definitely very important when it comes to wedding planning. So anytime you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed, really try to protect your own mental and physical health. And that usually means setting some boundaries and setting very clear expectations. So an example would be a boundary on who you talk to. If you find that, oh my gosh, it's so stressful. My mom is nonstop texting me. My groomsman is, you know, can't stop calling. The wedding planner keeps sending me emails, like put up a boundary there. So that's, you know, you can put a pause on your inbox. You can, um, if you don't know about this, it's a feature in Gmail. You can literally pause your inbox. You don't get any incoming messages for as long as the inbox is paused for. You can turn off your phone. Um, if you're feeling a little bit more assertive, you can send a message to your mom, your groomsman, your wedding planner and say, hey, I need, I need to take a few um, hours off from the wedding. Please don't uh, text or call until 5 p.m. or whatever it is. Um, you might want to set a boundary on how much time you spend on things. So maybe you, like me, we're going down a rabbit hole about fortune cookies for favors. So maybe you tell yourself, hey, I'm going to spend, you know, 90 minutes on wedding planning today and that's it. The rest of the day, I'm going to go for a walk, read a book, uh, bake, a, bake a cake, whatever it is you love to do. So putting a, a boundary on how much time you're dedicating to certain tasks. Um, you might want to put a boundary on like your your to-do list as well, your schedule. So maybe you tell yourself, hey, you know what? I'm prioritizing myself over this wedding. So to me, that means, you know, I need to do my workout first before anything else. Uh, I have to get my workout in or I have to uh, read a book first or I have to, um, I don't know, complete this project that's really important to me before I get into wedding planning. So having those boundaries, not only with other people, but also with yourself. Because I find so often when people talk about boundaries, it's always like, oh, you got to put up a boundary between you and a toxic person. It doesn't have to be toxic. Like, it, you know, for me, my mom was a huge source of support and help throughout our wedding planning. It truly, truly would not have happened without her. She did so much for us. But there were times when, you know, all of her messages and all of that, just because of, you know, the way she communicates, it felt like a lot. And I needed to have a boundary of like, hey, I'm going to put my phone away, even though, you know, she is sending us so much love and doing so much for us. Like I, to protect my own mental health, I need to not engage with her right now. Um, or putting up boundaries for yourself, like to protect my own mental health, like to protect myself from myself. <laughs> I am only, you know, going to do wedding planning tasks for an hour today. I'm going to set a timer on my phone. When the timer goes off, I am done. And you can, you know, call in a partner or someone to help keep you accountable to those boundaries. In terms of expectations, I find that clear expectations are so helpful in, in everything, really. <laughs> Anytime you communicate, um, it's so important to be really, really clear. And a lot of the stress I see in these Facebook wedding planning groups that I'm always talking about, um, a lot of the stress when people are having issues with uh, their bridesmaids, their groomsmen, their um, wedding attendants, their partners, their families, it's because they're not setting clear expectations. So they'll say things like, oh my God, my wedding's in October. And I told all of my um you know, whatever, whatever you're calling them. I told all my wedding attendants to buy new suits, um, that they'll need to buy these new black suits. And I sent them the link like way back in April and nobody's getting back to me. Like, I don't know if they bought them yet. I don't know what's happening. It's like, okay, well, what did you tell them? Like, did you just send the link and say, Hey, here are the suits. Or did you say, Hey, here's the link to the suit. Here's how much it costs. Here's how long shipping takes. You need to order by this date 
I'll check in with you by this date. And you don't have to make it so formal, but you really do need to give people those expectations. Um, so they understand what you need because, you know, they might have no idea. Like if they've never been in a wedding, they don't know how long it takes. They don't know when they're supposed to order. Um, you know, if you're ordering for them, they don't know. So you need to be really clear and set those very clear expectations. I think this is super key, um, especially early on when you're asking someone to be in your wedding party, that you are very clear about what the expectations are of like, hey, you know, so I would love for you to be in my wedding. Um, you know, you mean so much to me. I'd really, it'd be such an honor to have you standing with me or have you be a big part of my day. Um, here's what that's going to look like. Um, you will have to buy an outfit. It's going to cost probably, you know, no more than $200. You have to be free this weekend. I'd also really love your help in planning a, a bachelor, a bachelorette party. And for the budget for that is probably going to be $500 per person. What do you think? Like, does that work for you? If not, no worries. Like, please let me know. You know, the last thing I want this to do is to cause any strain on you um, and, and to hurt our relationship. Because at the end of the day, that, that should be the truth, right? Like you should value your friendship over um, everyone looking cute in your wedding photos. So setting those expectations early, often, very clearly is so key. Um, and also setting expectations for yourself, I think is really, is really nice when you um, give yourself some guide marks and not to, um, not to like set yourself up for failure, but just to be more honest and realistic with yourself about, you know, what you're going to accomplish or what you want to do for the wedding, um, things like that. I think there are ways to sort of bring the that boundary setting and expectation setting into your relationship with yourself. And again, all of this stuff, you know, when you are setting boundaries, when you're being clear about your expectations, it's not about being mean. It's not about being a drill sergeant. It's not about cutting people out or treating them um, you know, like employees instead of friends, all of this is done with so much love. Um, and it's also super helpful for other people. Like, I think it sounds rude, but I would so much rather somebody tell me, hey, like, here's the link. I need you to order by October 1st or whatever. I need you to order by September 1st. On September 7th, I'm going to check in and just make sure everything went okay. That is so much more helpful to me than, oh, here's the link. Okay, what do I do with this? Like, when do I buy this? Do I need to buy this? Are you buying this? How does this work? You know, like it is helpful for other people when you set those expectations, when you have clear boundaries, and it also keeps you safe, which um, is even more important. All right. My seventh tip here is take time off. So, oh, this was, I thought this was a bonus tip, but not really. So this is taking time off of both work and wedding planning. So like I said in the beginning, having that time off from work is so, so helpful just because your brain might not be in it. So if you have the opportunity to take time off before your wedding and after your wedding, it's so nice just to be um, not distracted by, you know, work tasks or whatever, whatever else is going on. And I understand not everyone is able to take time off work, or even if you are able to take time off work, maybe you've got kids or something else going on that you can't take time off of. Um, but anything you're able to sort of press pause on to put your attention into your wedding in those days leading up and the days after, so you can sort of like have a come down and, and relax a bit, <laughs> um, is super, super helpful. So build that into your schedule. I would also say, you know, taking a break from just wedding planning in general is super important. So not just taking time off work, but also taking breaks from wedding planning. So we talked already about having specific time with your partner when you're not planning and you're just like being a couple, um, but also just like time in your own life when you want to step away from it. So maybe it's planning like a mini vacation, doing a little staycation or something like that, um, indulging in some of your own hobbies, just giving yourself, you know, depending how far out from your wedding you are, you might say, hey, I'm gonna take a whole week and like not think about the wedding. 
um, it's really nice just to have that those moments of like regular life and remember that it is not all about your wedding because again that come down those post wedding blues are real and uh, they're gonna hurt so much more if this has just been you know something you've been obsessed with twenty four seven no breaks. I think it's also okay to call an audible and take time off wedding planning even if you are in you know the last the last minutes the the final hours or whatever it is it is totally fine that week before your wedding is going to be a stressful time and it is fine to change your mind to make new plans to take a break to you know just take a moment out and be like hey actually you know what i need i need 15 minutes um it's gonna be okay <laughs> you can do that if you need to go breathe go journal, go meditate, do a yoga session, um, sit in front of Netflix, scroll through Instagram, whatever it is, like it is totally fine to to take that time. Um, it's something my partner and I did, we were very intentional about like all of our meals, the day of our wedding, you know, breakfast, lunch, um, I guess dinner, we were at the wedding, but for breakfast and lunch, we were super intentional about having that be our time, like we were going to sit together, have those meals, um, you know, probably still thinking about the wedding since it was the wedding day, but we weren't going to be with other people. We weren't going to be um, doing any tasks or anything like that. And that was really nice for us to have those little breaks of like, okay, yeah, it's our wedding day, but like, this is just me and my husband or me and my fiance at the time uh, getting breakfast together and just enjoying that time. Because bottom line, you know, your one goal of your wedding day. It's just to get married. So as long as you do that, and obviously, you know, you don't hurt anybody while you're doing it. Um, that's it. You've done it. You've had a successful wedding. So everything else is just, you know, cherries on top. It's just extra. So I think it's so important to practice letting go, letting go of that wed stress, remembering that your one goal is, is to get married. Um, and coming back to these tips anytime you do feel stressful and remembering that, you know, your marriage is the priority asking yourself if you cared about some of these things before you got into wedding planning, remembering that your wedding is just one day, but your marriage should last a lifetime, being specific about time that you will wedding plan and time that you will not, sharing any stresses with your partner and or with a therapist, setting clear boundaries and expectations with uh, people in the wedding as well as with yourself, and taking time off both work and wedding planning. I hope that helps and I hope your wed stress is a little bit lower after listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Unconventional Wedding Planning Podcast. I really appreciate it, and I hope you found the episode helpful. If you really want to make my day, you can leave me a rating and a review, follow along so you don't miss the next episode, and tell a friend about the show. Remember, you shouldn't be spending your wedding day managing other people's feelings. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.